0: You're listening to The Rainmaking Podcast, hosted by high-stakes headhunter, author, and professional speaker, Scott Love. You're listening to The Rainmaking Podcast, and my name is Scott Love. Thanks for joining me on the show. Think about what we do as rainmakers. We want to get business from clients and client prospects. What's that based on? It's based on trust. Well, how do we earn that trust? We're going to answer that question today, but we're going to do it through the lens of the power of story. Our topic today is building trust through strategic storytelling, and our guest is Jeff Barch. Now, Jeff has an interesting background. He comes out of Hollywood, which is where stories really live in that whole world of media and entertainment. That's what it's all about. He's going to share with us some creative ideas on how you can really develop a story and tell it. As a way to build trust with the people that you want to do business with. Make sure you connect with Jeff on LinkedIn. I put a link to his LinkedIn profile, but he also has a special link just for our listeners with some free resources. And I even found his YouTube channel, which has some resources, and I put a link there to a video that I think will help you in telling your story so that you can earn that trust with the people with whom you want to earn trust. Make sure you give us a nice five-star review. If you could take a minute, go to Apple Podcasts, do that. It helps the show out. And if you learn something from Jeff today, make sure you mention his name. I know he'd appreciate that very much, and I would as well. As always, this show is sponsored by Leopard Solutions, legal intelligence suite of products, Firmscape, and Leopard BI. Push ahead of the pack with the power of Leopard. And now here's my conversation with Jeff Barch. Thanks for listening. Hey, this is Scott Love with the Rainmaking Podcast. Our guest today is Jeff Barch, and we're getting into this topic, building trust through strategic storytelling. Jeff, thanks for joining me on the show. I'm stoked to be here, man. Looking forward to this. Yeah, me too, because storytelling is a big part of what I do as a recruiter. And I tell a story of a firm to a certain candidate. And I know those people that are listening to us, a lot of them are in the business of making rain business development. And that starts with earning trust from prospective clients. So tell me this. I want to ask you a definition. What do you mean by storytelling? And then I want to kind of go into how do we build trust through strategic storytelling? So when you say storytelling, what does that mean exactly? How would you define that?
1: Well, here's the thing. When it comes to storytelling, it's something that it's really easy for people to sleep on because, it is something that is literally ingrained in every moment of our waking lives. Every moment, every breath that we take, we are living our own story. Interesting. Are, so I, I never thought of it like that, but you're absolutely right. It's like asking a fish about what do you think about water? Well, <laughs> and the fish says, What's water? You know, I mean, we are constantly surrounded by story elements. We are driven by these story elements every moment of our life and every time that we interact with ourselves, anytime we interact with another human being. So, because of that, it's easy for familiarity to breed contempt and say, oh, well, I know. I know how to tell a story about what happened over the weekend and that kind of a thing. So it's easy to say, oh, well, this isn't a big deal because a lot of people tell story badly. They don't know the forces that underlie it and how to harness those forces in a way that they actually accomplish the things that storytelling can do. Right. Because of that, I like to elevate the conversation from just storytelling to the idea of strategic storytelling, the idea of thoughtful communication in a specific way for a specific audience and a specific purpose. So when you say one of the core elements to begin with is the idea of what a story actually is. The idea of a story is where a character wants something, overcomes obstacles to get it and experiences transformation as a result. Yeah, the hero's journey, right? Joseph Campbell, power of myth, right? Well, that is definitely an outspring of that. What people end up seeing is they, you know, I spent 20 years in Hollywood shaping content for television and cable networks. Mm. And so everyone in Hollywood likes to think that everyone wants to be them, which is when you actually get out outside Hollywood <laughs> that it's not the truth. People want their own version of their own lives. But Everyone in Hollywood is more familiar with these great, big, fancy superstructures of story with 87 plot points, where the fact of the matter is all that stuff can be shrunken down. It can be shrunk down to the hero's journey. It can be shrunk down to something even simpler. I mean, that definition that I just gave you is something that can be even shrunk down even further. It's instead of saying it's a character who wants something, overcomes obstacles to get it and experiences transformation as a result, you can shrink that down to desire, obstacle and change.
0: Okay. Okay. So, is this kind of a formula that you teach people that you talk about?
1: It's a set of well, storytelling exists as a set of a set of frameworks, a set of way okay. of understanding the world. It's it's like a whole bunch of different tools in your toolbox, and you know, sometimes the correct tool for the job is the hammer, and sometimes you need the circular saw, or sometimes you need that CNC lathe. Right. That doesn't really fit in a, in a toolbox. Not right. that I've ever seen.
0: So. Think of this, let's say our person that's listening to this has a sophisticated service that they provide Mm -hmm. to their prospects. Uh, How can they kind of unpack some of these things that you mentioned and do that so now they've got the attention of a prospect and they're starting to build trust uh, by using some of these concepts that you talked about?
1: Sure. So the number one thing to keep in mind is what that definition is. The character who wants something the character, the desire, and the obstacles and the desire for change. When you look at that, that informs every single element of communication, When you, whether you're doing marketing, sales, whether you're telling a story over the water cooler, whether you're writing mm-hmm. you know, 10 movies, cinematic universe, it's mm-hmm. all the same thing. It all comes down to those core elements. So, so
0: we're thinking of our prospect, right? Let's say we have a yes. prospect that's a, a certain professional that has a problem. We can solve mm-hmm. that problem. We have to think about them in the story, what they want and desire, what their obstacles are, and the change they want to affect. Is that right?
1: 100%. Okay, that Okay. Is, is ground zero for everything. Got it. So that's what we're doing. We're thinking about that. And, mm-hmm. and where do we go from here? So once you know who the audience is and you know what they want and you know what is getting in their way, the next question is, you know, presumably, one's product or service, one's service is the solution to what they want. And that it removes those obstacles. You know, that's that's how any, any element of business happens. You know, that's why anyone buys any product or service. So in terms of building trust, the challenge for that comes in truly knowing who our audience is, truly knowing what their pain points are, and also that what we're offering is a genuine match for that. And when you can communicate that, that is when people will say, okay, well, I see that you have what I want. You understand what's getting in my way. I see how your service will help me with that. Mm -hmm. And that will take down their guard and say, okay, I'm willing to listen. This guy seems to understand what I'm saying. And you can continue that marketing or sales conversation.
0: Okay, good, good. And so do you recommend they tell stories of past clients Let me tell you a story of a similar client, just like you. This is what they wanted. This was the obstacle that they faced. And this is how my service or my expertise or whatever it is, uh, was able to give them that
1: change. Is that something that you recommend? Absolutely. When the situation is right for it. Sometimes the, you know, I feel like I'm preaching to the choir, knowing (laughs) the depth of your experience in sales and communication and high, high level communication. You know, so we both know that in any given situation, the communication requires a different vehicle depending on what we want the outcome to be. Right, so right. sometimes the story needs to be, okay, do they know who my business is or what my business is about, why my business does what it does? Do they know that uh, they, they might know who the the business or, or what the service is, but they may not know who I am and uh, why that makes any difference and why I should care. Why I should trust you, or why I should pick you as opposed to everyone else. So sometimes it's not just the idea of here's a story of what happened to someone else who was in your situation. Sometimes it's here's why we do what we do, or here's who I am, here's what drives me. And it seems like we both have that in common kind of a thing. That's great.
0: What do you think should people kind of build an an archive of stories? that they're going to kind of tell people should they think about this in advance should they have several types of stories ready to go when they talk to people what do you recommend about that
1: depending on as you can see it's a, a lot of it ends up being truly knowing the situation and knowing what the situation requires the good news is you don't have to have an entire library full of dozens and certainly not hundreds of stories at your instant disposal But uh, for instance, uh, one of the clients I'm working with is an executive level consultant and uh, working on building a presentation about his core service that he offers to people in his industry. And so the number one thing that we wanted to build out for him was to say, okay, how can we tell people who you are for the goal of saying, we know that you know what you're talking about and you understand what we are needing with this presentation. So it it was kind of a dual purpose thing there. And so we only had to build out that one core story and you end up coming back to it at the end. And it sandwiches the information in the middle, which people still need to get. Everyone needs to get that information. But because you sandwich it within that human frame that says, I know who you are. And now you get to know a bit more about me and where I came from. Hmm. It's the one story specifically crafted that makes that happen. That really makes it stand out. That's great. What do you think are some of
0: the pitfalls when people are thinking about using story as a way to build trust, understanding the arc, the desire, obstacle, the change that people want? What have you seen are some of the pitfalls that they need to avoid or watch out for,
1: things that can keep them from being effective in doing this? Sure. I would say the number one challenge or the, the, the number one pitfall is uh, people telling the story for the wrong reason and not having it applied directly to the purpose. You know, for instance, I I heard uh, a podcast episode on another show a while back and the host was saying, this is an amazing thing that happened with one of my clients. And, uh, it you know, this was their problem and this is what happened. And this is how we fixed their problem. And isn't that just so amazing how that happened? And I'm listening to it as an audience member. And I'm going, I want to like this guy. And and yet the story came off as really self-serving because he didn't really connect it to the point of the conversation in the time. Right. And right. so it's really easy to say, you know, just because you have a story doesn't mean that it's automatically going to set the world on fire. I mean, even the most professional practiced storytellers on the face of the planet make terrible movies and terrible and terrible uh, TV shows all the time. No one bats a thousand with this stuff. Yeah. So it really does often come down to you need to have a very direct connection to what the lesson is of the story that you're telling and connecting that very clearly and directly to the, the purpose at hand.
0: That's great. That reminds me of something I learned at a conference I went to. I'm a member of National Speakers Association because mm-hmm. uh, sometimes I'll speak outside of the legal industry or I'll speak within legal as a way to build my brand and all that. And I and I went to their conference. This is uh, the July when COVID ended and restarted. <laughs> mm. I think it was 2021. And one of the speakers there talked about social media. Anytime you make a post, don't make a post and tell them about what you're doing and what you're all that say. Start with the question. Have you ever had a chance to do something where you didn't feel like you were qualified? or something like that. Start with mm-hmm. that and you bring people in. And so that's something I've done whenever I, for example, I'm an artist and I posted on LinkedIn. Have you ever had a goal that you've been sitting on for a long time and you finally took action? I signed a lease to work in an art studio Friday afternoons. So, you know, and I posted pictures cool. of my art. Yeah, and so so just making it draw other people in, that kind of aligns with what you're talking about. So I think that's uh, that's a really good lesson. So I think that even when people just make a post on LinkedIn or something like that, draw your prospect in, what problem are they looking for? Or what problem do they have that they can solve when you post? Instead of just, here's a
1: selfie with another photo of me. Here's (laughs) me looking amazing with my (laughs) fabulous life. Don't you wish you were me? That's right. By the way, do business with me. And people say,
0: (laughs) (laughs) So tell me then, what you did in Hollywood, that's really interesting. What's the one thing you learned the most from that experience that you think applies to storytelling?
1: You know, it's... When people look me up online, they usually find, you know, Jeff Barch built his career in Hollywood, 20 years in LA working for all the television networks and all that stuff. And they think, well, you, you learned about human connection and storytelling in Hollywood. And, And I did learn a lot about that, but the fact of the matter is it really started almost 40 years earlier when I started learning about how to play the piano. Cause I actually okay. started playing piano when I was four years old. I started classical piano training and the first 20 years of my life, I became known as Jeff, the piano guy. And it was one of those things where everyone, you know, that was a big part of my own ego and I was all full of myself and I thought I was amazing because everyone told me that. And I loved classical music. I loved Bach and Mozart because they were super clean and technical. You could play exactly what was on the page and everyone says, oh, Jeff, you're amazing until there, there's a day, uh, a lot of the playing that I was doing happened on Sunday mornings in church. And uh, one of the older church musicians came up to me and said, Jeff, you know, it's all well and good to play the notes on the page, but when you get older, you need to learn to play from your soul. Wow. So I was in elementary school. So I was 10 or 11 years old. I was all about what was up in my head. I was all, I, I was doing the best I could playing with the notes on the page. And I thought that was all that there was. And so I thought this lady was full of it. I thought that was the stupidest thing I'd ever heard. And I ignored her until I learned, started learning more about what it really takes to make music played on the piano truly come to life. And the more I learned about that, the more the people who were hearing me started to respond in a different way. And instead of just saying, Oh, Jeff, you're an amazing piano player. And I'd say, yes, I am. Thank you. In a very humble, nonverbal way, you know, but and they would say things like, Jeff, that song that you picked to play that this morning was the single most perfect song you could have played. It was, it was such an encouragement to me. Wow. Oh, okay, that's cool. And then every once in a while, they would say, Jeff, the way you played this morning brought me into an encounter with God. Wow. And I thought, okay, this is way bigger than just me. <laughs> Something else is beyond me is happening here. And that's because I was learning how to elevate something that was normal. I was, you know, taking just the notes on the page and elevating that ordinary to the extraordinary. And that's really the core of what this is all about. We're all doing the best that we can. We're doing, you know, on some level, we're all playing the notes on the page as best as we can. And a lot of the time, we don't know that there's an upper level of where it's where you, you can truly connect at a deeper level with people that you may never have expected. And that's what I started learning all through my childhood, all through high school, then 20 years in Hollywood, and then building business online and now helping people in the business world create those human connections with that's their great. people. great. And I can
0: see how when you just told that story, I was truly engaged. And I see the lesson from that is pretty significant. That's something that I've even seen with some of the law firm clients that I do recruiting for, where I even told them, you need to tell stories. Uh, Some of them have gotten pretty close to it. I remember one Mm -hmm. firm, they actually had people that would tell stories, but they were kind of amorphous. They would use a lot of adjectives to describe what their culture was, which I think are just opinions. And then I actually did some advisory work for one firm, and I said, don't just say you have great culture. Tell a story.
1: So that's something,
0: yeah, something that I would see with my own eyes. And I remember the very first time I figured this out by accident, I was actually, it was when I was new to legal, one of the first law firm clients I reached out to, I asked her, how would you describe your culture? She, She said, we have a family friendly culture. And I said, what would I see with my own eyes to where I would come to that conclusion? And she stopped and she thought, she said, you know, on Friday afternoon." You'll hear the sound of babies crying in the hallway and small children playing because our partners and associates go pick up their kids from school and bring them back and finish the work week out that way. I thought, that's what a great descriptive story that creates an image in my mind. So I met with this firm. And I even gave them that advice. Sometimes I don't even charge my clients for this because it helps me to get to know them better and it makes it easier for me to recruit for them. Everybody wins. And they actually did it. They put videos within two weeks after me, they had their attorneys telling a story about why they chose that firm, their origination story, some of them about what made them want to become a lawyer and how did that firm improve their condition, not just as a professional, but as a person. And so I I think that when you get into less about adjectives and more about specifics in the story, I think people, it takes them on a trip and they see that. So let me ask you this question, because I know we're running out of time here, but how can we use these stories? And I don't mean to say it like I'm using a story just to build trust, but why do you think this helps us build trust with prospects when we tell stories?
1: There's an entire rabbit hole that we're not going to go down right now about the neuroscience about how this is literally chemically hardwired into our brain about when we hear a story it evokes it evokes chemical reactions that make us feel things mm, it is uh-huh. literally physiology oh wow right right it is you know it's, it there there is that there is also an entire world of modern research within the last decades where scientists have been putting people into fmri machines And monitoring brain activities in different parts of your brain and comparing the brain activity and their reactions to when they hear just information as opposed to hearing something that is narratively shaped, a story. And the results are astounding. And so just for the sake of conversation here, telling a narratively shaped story in a strategic way literally changes the brain chemistry of the people who are listening to you when you do it right. And what that ends up being is they put down their guard, they listen, they pay attention, and it starts engaging their brain by saying, okay, what was a time in my life when I experienced something like this myself? And it draws connections between the storyteller and the audience. And because of that, those bonds become, those bonds start building And then they continue to build on themselves. So it's literally a guaranteed byproduct of telling a story. You know, even just hearing you tell the story about going into the legal firm and discovering that Friday, uh, Fridays, they have the kids running through the hallway. I immediately. Felt an extra element of connection with you because mm-hmm. I know that you chose that story because I'd be willing to bet that you put a high value on a family like I do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you know that is a bonding element that just happened in in my heart and mind towards you. That's right great. now in yeah. this conversation. Yeah. So it's uh, it, it's incredibly <laughs> powerful and it, it it is available to absolutely anyone. Right. That's great. So tell me this then. Tell me about someone that you've
0: worked with and tell me about their growth through this. How did you help them understand your concepts and what was the end result? What did they accomplish? And you don't have to mention names, of course, but tell me, tell me about that, please.
1: Sure. There is a gentleman who was a a VP of operations at a large, uh, at at $150 million company. He was in charge of operations and uh, he has since moved on to do consulting work within his industry. And so he was giving this, uh, he was tasked with the idea of giving this presentation. And uh, so I talked about, okay, number one, giving this presentation that would end up being for sales and marketing purposes. But if you only just give information, it's just going to wash over people's heads. So the number one thing that we have to do is to really dig into who is listening to this, what gets in their way. And so we talked about how he got into this element, this industry, and uh, he actually had a time when a friend of his needed some advice in a financial matter that involved a large multi-million dollar uh, deal that was a really big deal to this client's friend at the time. And he needed to be able to have it... He was used to having the answers and he didn't feel like he was secure. Mm-hmm. And so that's that's one of those core psychological issues that we drilled in on. And we said, OK, well, how can we tell the story about how you helped your friend and tie that to we're here to help you in your operation? And then here's exactly how we do that. And you roll out the information and the cool, the cool, cool thing about this. I'm so stoked about this. Well, what I'm not stoked about the fact is um, I recently found out that this client was diagnosed with cancer mm-hmm. and it was a shock. It was a shock to us, to all of us. And he, he wrote to me just the other day and he said, Jeff, the stories that we have been developing have helped me see that I have a lot to offer this industry. I have a mm-hmm. lot more work to do. I'm going to kick this cancer and I'm going to take this and I'm going to take these stories and I'm going to work with this industry and we're going to, we're going to turn this industry on its head. I got a lot more work to do and I'm going, wow, go, man. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and these kind of things, when you're talking about things like human connection, it is not just about telling a story. This is about understanding who we are and how we show up in the world and how we connect with other people and uh, how we can better understand ourselves and what we're put on this planet to do. It's an mm-hmm. incredibly powerful thing, and it's such a privilege to be a part of it.
0: That's great, Jeff. I really appreciate you sharing that, and I'm glad you're on our show. And, and as we bring it to a close, if we could kind of synthesize this into three action steps people can take to get started on this, what would those be? Sure.
1: I'd say first, the number one thing we have to address is how we view communication. It used to be that it was okay to just throw out amazing information and everyone say, well, you have great information. I'm going to work with you. I'm going to hire you, your company, I'll buy your product or service. Everyone is now overwhelmed with information. Information of any kind, anywhere yeah, is a commodity now. And so we have to change the way we think about how we reach out to people. We have to reach out in a more human connection driven way not just giving information. And so, you know, as we've talked in this conversation, I mean, the idea of strategic storytelling, literally, physiologically, emotionally, psychologically brings that connection into place when you use it the right way. So that's the number one. And I'd say number two, Mm -hmm. start taking a look at what is one story, what is one moment of decision or change oh it's one specific moment in your life that you've experienced where you learned something that can apply to what your clients your prospects want. Just keep it super simple you don't have to do an epic story and nor should you do an epic story at the very beginning. just one moment mm-hmm. about when something changed for you and okay. what you learned. then sure. number three, I would say rainmakers know that sometimes the best question is not, how do I do this? It's who can help me. And so if that's something that you want help with, that's what we do.
0: Yeah, good. And so tell us about that then. Tell us what your offerings are. What is it that you have and that you offer that you'd like for our listeners to know about Jeff? And we'll certainly put any links we'll put your LinkedIn profile link on the show notes. So for everybody listening, go to the show notes, wherever you hear this podcast, and you can connect with Jeff uh,
1: directly. Sure. The number one thing is if you like to start drilling into one of your own stories and start crafting one of your own stories for yourself, have a worksheet where you can do that step by step. It's available at Great. storygreenlight.com/rainmaking. It's uh, Okay, good. It's good. there it's there specifically for your listeners on your show. Thank storygreenlight.com/rainmaking. And um, on a bigger picture in terms of what we do we typically focus on helping business leaders and advisors shaping their public facing messaging. Sometimes that's on a podcast. Sometimes it's on an industry panel. Sometimes it's on, you know, wherever you're going to show up on a webinar or whatever. But if you're looking to engage your prospects in a way that goes beyond just information and truly connects with your target audience, that's what we help you do.
0: Got it. That's great, Jeff. Well, I know that some of our listeners will probably be reaching out to you. I think what you have and what you've shared with us today is very important to helping us become more effective and being a rainmaker because what it's all about, like we talked about before, it's about earning that trust. So thank you for being here. I'd love to have you on the show again in the future, Jeff. And thank you so much for sharing your wisdom with us today.
1: I'd love that, man. It's an honor to be here with you. Thank you for listening to The
0: Rainmaking Podcast. For more information about our recruiting services for international law firms, visit our website at attorneysearchgroup.com. To inquire about having Scott speak at your next convention, conference, sales meeting, or executive retreat, visit therainmakingpodcast.com.